The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts, it's kind of spooky, and also I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spooky Stories. Ooh. I'm your ghost co-host, Matt McComb, the kooky one. And I'm the spooky one, Kaya. And I just need to take a minute. I noticed this in the last episode we were recording, but I think it's hilarious because nobody sees us, but every time when we go, ooh, we do like this funny thing with our hands and it doesn't matter that you don't see us. We still do it. And I think it's great. It's very important. It's very important for us to do the ooh with the jazz hands. I love it. It's jazz hands. Maybe next time we'll like take a video. I call it skeleton fingers. That's, That's more appropriate. Yeah. So maybe next time we'll like take a quick video so people can see what we're talking about. But I just wanted to point that out. I thought that that was funny that we are still like visually appealing to people without them actually being able to see us. Yeah, we have a real face for radio. Yeah. We're doing it this way. Yeah. So are you ready to get into today's episode? Yeah, where are we going? We are just going to stay in the lovely province of Alberta and we're going to head to Calgary. Calgary. Yeah. Where is that? Just kidding. I know where that is. That's only three and a half hours away from us. It is. Actually, that's kind of boring. Let's go somewhere else. No, I promise you it's not going to be boring. Okay, cool. Yeah. Are we going to have to stay somewhere there? Because I'm worried about the proximity of this of this spooky story because so, it's so close to home. It's true. You're going to be like, would you just, you know, travel like three and a half hours with me and then come visit this spooky place this so, one? Please, please, please. We'll just make a day out of it. No. To be totally honest with you, after even just like researching these places, there's one that I would be interested in going to because it's like spooky, not spooky. Is it a restaurant? It is. <gasps> I love visiting yeah. spooky restaurants in podcasts. Right? We're going to probably end up going there in real oh, life nice. too. nice. Yeah. Now, I would do a spooky restaurant crawl with right? you. Right? See, that's cool. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good for that. But you damn ghosts, I'm telling you right now. Leave the cutlery alone. Leave the cutlery alone. You're going to hurt someone. <laughs> Perfect. So are you ready to get into it? No. Let's talk about something less spooky. Like what? Uh, like bones. No, those are kind of spooky. <laughs> uh, tarantulas. Damn it. Oh. Very bad at thinking about not spooky things, and it's all your fault. Whoopsie. Oh, just get into the freaking spooky story. All right. So for those of you who don't know, Calgary, Alberta is a cosmopolitan city and is home to about 1.336 million people. So it actually has more people than we do in Edmonton, and we are the capital city of Alberta. Yes, so suck it, Calgary. So while the city can attribute its growth to the city being the center of the oil and gas industry, which, I mean, doesn't mean anything now, to be honest. It means very little. It means very little. uh, It's still steeped in the Western culture, even earning it the nickname Cowtown. Cowtown. Which I love. Yep. Now, from historical post-secondary education facilities to hip eateries, Calgary is home to great food, great experiences, and a great number of ghosts. 
Okay. Yeah, so today we are going to take a tour of the city to check out some of the most haunted places in Calgary. Let's go. Let's go. We're actually going to start with some history of Calgary. It's very short. You can you can even gonna, like... You never... I don't even know the history of Edmonton. You're going to be like, here, yeah. let's run down the There's history of Calgary. There's some pretty cool things in the history of Calgary that I didn't know until I was I feel like you're really this. boosting Calgary, and they're supposed to be our rival here. So Anyways. fine, just get into it. Just, just okay. do it. Just make this... The history quick. So Calgary was named after Calgary on the Isle of Mull in Scotland. And oh. yeah, the name Calgary actually originates from a compound of Old Norse words. Cald, meaning cold, and gart, meaning garden. Cold garden, which is one of our favorite places in Calgary. That's true, <laughs> right? actually. I thought that was actually really cool. Okay, fine. Yeah. You, you got me on that right? one. That's very cool. Um, some of the some of the other history is kind of boring, but some of it's kind of cool. So I'll make it really quick. You I don't promise. have to pre-bore, pre, pre-cool me. Uh, in 1987, cartographer David Thompson was the first European to visit the area when he spent the winter with a band of pagan in their Bow River encampment. Pagan as in like the Native American tribe, not like witches. I figured. <laughs> it's a different spelling. For anyone who may not have known. Um, in 1873, John Glenn was the first documented European settler in the Calgary area. Calgary was officially incorporated as a town in 1884 and elected its first mayor. His name was George Murdoch. The following year, Calgary established its police service, followed by the fire department in 1886. In 1894, it was incorporated as the city of Calgary in what was actually then the Northwest Territories. Okay. Yeah, so it wasn't Alberta at the time. It was, we were all the Northwest Territories out here, which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. Uh, One of the most popular locations, downtown East Village, was established in 1900. So it's been around a long time. Mm -hmm. The first ever Calgary Stampede was held in 1912. In 1919, they had another stampede. This year, it was called the Victoria Stampede and was uh, to honor the end of the Great War. In 1923, the third stampede was held and it's been an annual event ever since. Okay. Yeah, so it's been going on a long time. That is a long time. That is a really long time. Wow. That's, um, so if you, if you think about it, so the first, if we don't count the first two, but we go with like from 1923, if the stampede runs this year... Um, that would make it 98 years it's been running. So guys, if you've never been to the Calgary Stampede, I'll give you a, a really quick rundown. <laughs> uh, a lot of country music, um, rodeo, uh, like an exhibition with very um, little like rides and stuff like you've seen everywhere else. And then a lot of young girls in booty shorts pretending to be um, country and, and cowboy. Yeah, we've never been. I've totally You've been. You've been, but I've never been. Yeah, the, that's the reason. It's the third reason. It's the reason we've never been together. That's part of it, for sure. <laughs> also, neither of us are really into country stuff, so... No. Yeah. I'll now. tell you what, not really into that country <laughs> stuff. Uh, so, Calgary played host to the Winter Olympics in 1988. This was the first time the Winter Olympics were held over a two-week period, so before they were, like, one week or less. Did I ever tell you that my dad actually ran the torch in the 1988 Calgary Olympics? Yeah. That's really cool, actually. There's a a jacket down in my parents' house. That's cool. You've never told me that, but I'd love to see that. It was a big deal when I was a kid. I was like... Yeah. Yeah. That was the year you were born. I told everyone. Yeah. I was a little baby in Calgary. That's a huge deal. If they have photos, I'd love to see them. I now want to call Calgary Cold Garden all the time. Right? Uh, I think it's great. Every time I meet people in Calgary, I'm like, do you know it was actually Cold Garden? (laughs) 
So Calgary actually won the opportunity to host the Olympics over Sweden and Italy, which I mean makes sense because I feel like their winters aren't like our winters and we are more suited to host winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. That being said, Canada took away no gold medals during those Olympics. Mm-hmm. So maybe not so good. You got me all interested in Calgary now. And right? It's like I don't live there um, and I'm supposed to hate it. So that's not very nice. So the Olympics actually brought about a major economic boom for the city, which then led and fed into the oil and gas boom, which is now like nothing. Uh, so while there are many things to enjoy about Calgary, there are some places that you may want to avoid if you're not into being spooked. And we're yeah, talk about let's them. get into that. Yeah. Yeah, stay away from Calgary. Go to Edmonton. It's less spooky. <laughs> okay. So the first one is the Dean House. The Dean. Yeah. You lived in Calgary for a while. Do you not know like any of these places? No, I was mostly just like burning couches and hanging out with the fraternity there. Uh, that's fair. So the Dean House is located in Inglewood. Uh, which is a pretty popular neighborhood yeah, in Calgary. Familiar, yeah. yeah, It was built in 1906 on the Fort Calgary site, so prior to Calgary being, like, a city. And it was moved to its current location in 1926. Now a restaurant and wedding venue, the historic house is built for Captain Richard Burton Dean, who was the last serving Northwest Mounted Police Superintendent in Calgary, and his wife Martha. So it has nothing to do with being a college dean? No, it's spelled D-E-A-N-E. Oh. Yeah, because it was their last name. That's sad. Sorry. Now, Dean House was built at the confluence of Bow and Elbow Rivers in the heart of Blackfoot Territory and was an important meeting place for the indigenous peoples who had used this area's area for thousands of years as a place to hunt, camp, and cross the river. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it was said to have been built by prisoners of Fort Calgary. Okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. I mean, I guess they had to work off their debts somehow, right? Why not build houses? Mm-hmm. Now, it's alleged that the home had been the site of suicides, murders, and other accidental deaths over the years, leading it to be one of the most haunted buildings in Calgary. Nice. Yeah. Let's not go there. We won't go there, but we are going to talk about it. Especially since there's no Dean. There's no Dean. <laughs> it's not even spelled the right way. We're not going there. It's there's no, like, and there's university no dean. deans. There's nobody there named Dean. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Pretty disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as so, far as deans go. Right. Now, in 1929, the home was purchased by C.L. Jacks, an entrepreneur who planned to use the home as a boarding house. During his time as a boarding house, Dean House saw lots of tragic events. The main one being in 1933, when a 14-year-old boy committed suicide in the attic after being bullied by his schoolmates for being epileptic. Oh, Isn't that what? horrible? That's terrible. Why do kids bully people about the dumbest things? Like, when I was writing that, I was so sad because I'm like, bullying is so prevalent now. And not that I didn't think that it wasn't previously, but like, 1933, a 14-year-old committed suicide because of bullying. And that's just so sad. And for epilepsy. Yeah. It's like, ha ha, you have seizures. Right? That would be like somebody t- making fun of me because I'm a diabetic. Exactly. I mean, I make fun of myself, but that's a different story. South Park makes fun of diabetics all the time, but it's funny. Yeah, I don't watch South Park, so we're fine. Okay. Now, in the 1960s, Dean House was sold to Alex Brotherton, who continued to run a boarding house called Gaspé Lodge. Uh, and his brother actually died in the house in 1968. I couldn't find any information on why he died, but it's just another death in the house to add to the creep factor. Now, in March of 1971... 
A tenant named Roderick Umperville stabbed and strangled his wife, Irma, while his children slept in another room. He then committed suicide in one of the home's apartments, and the children were actually the one to find their parents deceased the next morning and call the police. I mean, his name was Roderick Umberville. These kids were, like, really young. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's interesting about this, not that, you know, murder or suicide isn't interesting on its own, but... Irma had actually recently charged her husband in provincial court with assault and the murder-suicide happened five days before he was to appear appear in court to set a trial date. Oh. Yeah. Now, after these events, the violent and tragic past of Dean House couldn't be ignored and many people began to call the property one of Calgary's most haunted houses. So, some of the creepy things that people have experienced at Dean House include an old telephone that occasionally rings despite it not being connected and there being no inside wiring, followed by the smell of cigar smoke. Hello, it's me. I'm here to call you and stink up the place. Are you answering the phone? Because if the phone's ringing... And it's not connected to anything. I'm sure as shit not answering it. I am answering that phone because you never know when you're going to get an opportunity to answer a phone when there's no power. You're like, gonna, who's calling? You're going to answer the ghost phone in here. <laughs> I, wait, what is that? Did, That's did like I answer? stupid. Have you ever had that call where you like, where they call and they're like, this is your captain calling. I haven't heard that in like so many years. I don't know. I actually thought that was, it's a demented goose calling. <laughs> I thought it would be more like, hello, this is the ghost federal government and you must appear in court for taxes. Stay on the line, please. This for is the taxes. ghost federal government. <laughs> Or taxes. I like it. Um, yeah, no, not answering that phone call. Yeah, okay. It's like the first wireless phone, though. First yeah. cordless phone at Dean there House. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, some people report seeing dark apparitions, missing legs below the knees, floating down the stairs and disappearing. Okay. <laughs> That's a big nope for me. Um, storage bins in the attic appear to have blood stains on them that can't be removed. Other people have also reported just seeing the blood stain on the floor outside of a closet that won't remain locked no matter how hard they try, and the blood stain just keeps changing in size and color. Side note, why are people in the attic? I mean... Like, you never go in the attic. The attic is a bad place to be. It's spooky. The attic's always creepy. Unless you're in a zombie apocalypse, stay out of the attic. It's true. But people are going in there. I'm assuming that they use it as storage because they talk about this closet that, like, they'll lock and they'll come back up and the door's wide open. So they must be using it for storage. It's the bloody lock closet. Like I said, it's a restaurant and wedding venue now, so they got to store things somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Uh, People have also claimed to see the ghost of a native man with his hair in a single braid and wearing a long sleeve shirt and vest. That's racist. Uh... He's even warned individuals that they shouldn't be in the house because it is a sacred place. Yeah, no. (laughs) No. That's super racist even for ghosts. Uh, It's not sacred. It's just spooky. Yeah. Um, Paranormal investigators that have visited Dean House have built a library of proof that the house is in fact haunted. They have photos that are often blurry and inconclusive. Fully charged recorders will lose... They're charged the minute investigators enter the attic. Um, they've also claimed... You're going to love this. These are your favorite. They've also claimed that Dean House is a vortex. 
and that these events are likely caused by an electromagnetic disturbance. It's me, the Dean. <laughs> I'm here to haunt you. <laughs> I love it. Um, a psychic once toured the home and described the experience as terrifying and was quoted by the Calgary Herald as saying, as I walked through the front room, it felt like I was walking on jello. And then I actually witnessed the murder. Right before my eyes, I saw a man chasing a woman with an axe. He then bludgeoned her to death. I actually thought she was going to say, as I walked through the front door, I felt like I was walking on jello. And then I witnessed the jello. The whole floor was made of jello. J-E-L-L-O. I mean, that's better than the floor is lava, right? Yeah, better than the floor is lava. But that was that took a turn for the worst. I felt like I was walking on jello and then someone murdered someone in front of me. Oh my god, I know, right? So it's not like I went from bouncy castle into total chaos, I'm just saying. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's the Dean house. I'm sure there's lots of other creepy things, but I wanted to contain it to at least one page. Yeah, so let's summarize the Dean house here. So we've got jello floors, uh, creepy attics, um, bloody locks and chests, and uh, wireless telephones, though. So not so bad. Not all bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there's you can a win. smoke in there. There you go. It is a little racist. <laughs> but, I mean, everyone's a little bit racist, okay. right? Everyone's a little bit racist. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's Dean House. You ready to move on? There's more? Oh, yeah. You normally just, you just like, you're just going to do a whole tour of Calgary. Yeah. Why didn't we just focus on the Dean House? Because there wasn't enough for a full episode. Minisodes of Calgary. So this a new series yeah. featuring spooky stories podcast. No, no, this is creepy Calgary. Like the entire episode is the creepy shit in Calgary. Okay, fine, 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 yeah. fine, 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 fine. So the next place we're going to visit is called Prince House. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So Pr- Peter Anthony Prince was a lumber and hydroelectricity magnate who obtained an exclusive contract to provide the city of Calgary with electricity in the 1800s. The magnet. Magnate. Sorry. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. You're such a jerk. Hydroelectricity magnet. They sound like a thing. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I was like, wait, those things? For okay, those of yeah. you, like, you don't understand how many times I edit out Matt, like, <laughs> lecturing me on how I say words. It's ridiculous. I'm yeah. just going to stop giving a shit. It's a little ridic- ridiculous. Anyways. So in 1890, Prince formed the Calgary Water Power Company and built a dam on the Bow River to harness hydroelectricity. He then built a home for his family in 1894 on the west end of town. He apparently based the design of the house off a cottage plan in Glenbrook, Connecticut, that was published in the November 1893 edition of Scientific American. So it is said that many people have witnessed a lady in white in the window of the house. She is rumored to be one of the wives of Peter Prince. It could be his first wife, Margaret, who died of diabetes complications, his second wife, Emma, who died of tuberculosis, or maybe even his third wife, Rosa, who died of cancer. Whoever it is, she's been known to startle many passers-by as the house is usually empty. Yeah. So That's terrible. Every one of wives. his wives have died he of had different fourth, ailments. He did have a fourth wife who actually outlived him. Oh. Yeah. Fourth wife's a charm. That's what they say. I guess so. Now, uh, park staff have also reported seeing lights coming from the third floor, although there is no electricity up there. Oh, okay. Wireless lighting. That's yeah, awesome. Right? 
Security guards have also encountered strange occurrences near the home, including one guard dog who would pull his owner to the far side of the street every night they did a patrol past the house. So the dog just wanted to avoid the house. And pets are usually pretty good for picking up, like, weird shit. That's true. Our dog barks at the ghost of Sir Arthur Curry all the time. All the time. It's annoying. She just, like, she just looked at me funny yeah. when i said that yeah she's like so i know. actually think it's true are you barking at the ghost of sir arthur curry marcy probably uh so maybe we'll yeah. have her on the podcast maybe so in 1967 the prince house was relocated to heritage park thanks to donations by alberta natural gas co and alberta and southern gas company and other various private citizens interesting that's okay. all i have for prince house but apparently it's one of the most haunted places in Calgary. Baby, it's the Prince House and it's super spooky. <laughs> Are you ready to travel to our next destination? I am, yes. Let's go there now. That's right. me walking. So the next place we are going to visit is called the Hose and Hound Pub. That's so, so typical of Calgary. They're just like, yeah. let's take Object A and Animal P. I know. And that's our pub. I know, because I was, like, looking at some of the other places that were mentioned for having spooky things. And one of them was, like, the cat and fiddle. And they're just all, I don't know. Calgary, like, what's wrong? (laughs) Who hurt you? (laughs) Anyways. Do you need some help with the naming things? Because I do a lot of names. We're good at that. So the Hose and Hound is located, again, in Inglewood. Um, and was built as Calgary's original fire hall number three. There you go. Yep. The hall was built in 1906 for $3,000, which was a lot of money at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was used as a fire hall until 1952 when fire trucks became too big to fit through the doors. Interesting. Up until then, they were using like horse and buggy as fire ah, trucks. Yeah. Gotcha. Weird, I know. That is kind of uh, interesting, though. Yeah, from 1952 to 1982, the you gotta wonder though. What? I'm just gonna I'm stop you right here. You of gotta wonder you though, like when they did that, was there like just a guy standing on top of the buggy going woo woo? <laughs> Maybe. Because I don't know if they had siren technology. Back I don't know. Then. I don't know. I can't tell you. Yeah. Uh, so I would have liked that job. I'm sure you would Being the center of attention. You would have been great at it. And ghost riding the whip. Mm -hmm. That is the horse and buggy. Mm -hmm. So from 1952 to 1982, the hall was used as a community center, a furniture store, and a derelict flop house for drug users and B-stroll hookers. (laughs) Yep. Did you say B-roll hookers? (laughs) B-stroll. Okay. So I guess like that area was called the B-stroll at this time so they were like just the hookers that roamed the streets of inglewood okay yeah basically i like the idea of the b-roll hookers yeah i feel like that's a good band name the b-roll hookers (laughs) i'm sure there's probably a band out there called it yeah uh so in 1982 someone had the idea to open a fine dining restaurant in the hall and completely gutted the building to rebuild from the inside out being that the restaurant was opened in the middle of the then B-stroll, they faced definite challenges and went through seven different owners in ten years. That's yeah, a lot. that sounds typical for any pub I or restaurant sure. right now. Now, in 1992, the fine dining idea was scrapped and the building was converted to a pub called the Hosen Hydrant. They redesigned the interior to reflect the historic nature of the building and the new pub went through two sets of owners until it was purchased by the present owners in 1996. There you go. Yeah. Uh, in 1997, 
The pub became the target of a retired firefighters club from BC who had copyrighted the name The Hosen Hydrant, uh, which caused the new owners to then change the name to The Hosen Hound Neighborhood Pub. There you go. And it is today. Now. Hosen Hound sounds better anyway. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because a lot of, like, fire departments had dogs back in the day. Yeah, like, no. When you first said Hose and Hound, I was like, Calgary. It makes sense, But if right? they reconverted, like, an actual firehouse, that mm-hmm. actually makes a lot of sense. Actually, that would be cool to visit. This is the one we're going to go check out. Oh, man. I hope their food's good. I, I've heard Calgary typically has it good It has food. really good reviews online, so. Mm, wings. Yeah. Oh, now I'm hungry, girl. Sorry. So, some of the stories of ghostly inhabitants of the building started long before the building was even retired as a fire hall. So they've been around for a while. Uh, We're going to start with Calgary's first fire chief. His name was James Cappy Smart. I'm assuming Cappy because he was like the captain. So they probably just like called him Cappy. James Cappy Smart. Yeah. So Cappy Smart was fixated on collecting animals and even had a few of them that lived at the fire hall. There are stories of Lightning, the horse who died in a fire in the building, they say you can still hear the clopping of his hooves early in the morning. And Cappy also kept a monkey named Barney at the fire hall, who wasn't very friendly. Um, during a fire one day, he was tied to a post outside the building. Um, a child tried to feed him a, ch- a treat. He attacked the child, scratched the child. Uh, so the firemen had to put him down and they buried his remains in front of the building. So, so this hose and hound is like a pet cemetery thing going on. That's what I'm I'm seeing right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now Barney has been blamed for pails of baking soda flying through the air in the kitchen, the dishwasher being turned on and spraying kitchen workers with no one around. Barney. And even staff claiming to find their shoes untied multiple times in the first couple hours of their shift, which I thought was cute. I was like, that is cute. Just a little monkey ghost. Just running around and tying shoes. Uh, you know what? Good for him. Go, you monkey ghost. Like, none of these ghosts at this place sound scary by any means. Yeah. So, like, I mean, horse hooves wouldn't bother me, and neither would a monkey untie my shoe, to be honest. Now, the Calgary Paranormal Society stayed at the pub overnight a few years back and claimed to see orbs in various locations, as well as a silhouette of a monkey in one of their photographs. Yep. See that? Right there? It's definitely a monkey. Good job, Barney. It's definitely a monkey. On another occasion, a psychic claimed to have seen the ghost of Cappy himself in the pool room area. So, like, Cappy, Cappy's just hanging out. He didn't seem very smart. No. Um, the Hosen Hound has been featured on Creepy Canada and has been in many books about the paranormal and ghost stories. There you go. Um, and the owners claim that none of the spirits are malevolent, but that you may just have an experience of your own if you visit. That sounds fun. A little yeah. animal ghost right? deal. Actually, this is probably the first animal ghost we've encountered. It is. Right? I think yeah. so, yeah. Um, so, I have two more locations that we're going to visit. The next one that we're going to, I just want to give a trigger warning that it does involve horrible crimes against a child. So, if you don't want to listen to it skip ahead oh man i can't make jokes about that (laughs) not really no but it's i just wanted to put it in because like it's actually spooky um i guess we can do actually spooky stuff 
it, it's interesting though because it's like spooky but it has to do with the zoo so it's like i don't know anyways okay so we are going to check out the zoo bridge which is located at 12th street southeast linking inglewood to st patrick's island and the calgary zoo so we've driven over this bridge with Derek and Danny when we went to the zoo. There you go. Shout out to Derek and yeah. Danny. Um, so the original bridge was built in 1908 and was the site of a horrific event. Um, in July of 1946, a six-year-old boy was murdered and assaulted by a mad killer. The boy named Donnie Goss was on St. George's Island where he was playing with his brother. When his brother went to play baseball, Donnie stayed on a swing set where he met the man who ultimately killed him. The swing set was located where the zoo's security building now stands. Donnie was stabbed nine times before he was beaten and assaulted and his body was supposedly hidden in some bushes. The murderer was a 29-year-old war veteran named Donald Sherman Staley who confessed to the murder and also to a separate incident against a boy in Vancouver. Uh, He was convicted and hanged in December 1946. So some justice there, I guess. Since the tragic event, many strange events have been reported in the area where Donnie was killed. Some passersby have reported hearing a boy's voice crying for help, prompting them to call emergency services. When they arrive, there's no child to be found. This happens often? Often, like very often. Why are people walking across this bridge? I mean, like I think you can. We walk all have cars it. now. There's no point to like walk. <laughs> Some people still days. like walking in nature. I don't know. People mm-hmm. are weird. There's a story of a young boy who was visiting the zoo with his family when he began telling his mother about the boy named Donnie who wanted him to come and play with him. Come and play with. I know. Us. I I thought of that, and I'm like, he was six years old. He wouldn't have even known. But like, I don't think I would want a six-year-old ghost child asking me to come play with him either. Yeah. So security staff at the Calgary Zoo have claimed to have heard a small knock at their door, only to open it and find there was no one on the other side. They believed the knocks to be coming from the spirit of the small boy, so one of the guards found a child's ball that he would toss outside for Donnie. Whenever he did this, the ball would mysteriously show up at the security entrance sometime during the night. So the security guards are just like playing catch with this little boy, and I think it's so cute. It's really nice. Yeah. Now, according to Dory Davidson Reville, who is the director, producer, and editor at Parashorts, which is a Calgary documentary group that produces films on paranormal phenomenon in the city. It'd be nice to be able to actually make a living off of doing that. Right. So that's interesting. Dory said in an article for the Calgary Journal that the bridge actually even has a connection to the Hose and Hound pub. Which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. Um, So the story goes that while the firefighters were heading to a call, one of the horse-drawn wagons was crossing the zoo bridge when the wagon crashed on the bridge and it, along with the horses pulling it, fell into the water and drowned. Which is sad. Um, But I mean... Donnie has a horse Most of these are in Inglewood, so it makes sense that, like, they would be crossing crossing the bridge because it kind of connected. Mm -hmm. Um... There are also stories of a woman meeting her untimely death on the bridge when she became trapped in her car uh, during a flood. So the poor woman was drowning, and while she was drowning, she was on the phone with her mother and told her, the water is rising, I can't get out. Just sad. Um, So there have also been reports of hearing a woman screaming near the bridge, although many of the stories that actually take place, like haunting stories, actually revolve around Donnie. But hold on. So this flooding thing happened 
like in the 90s or the 2000s? Or 2000s, whatever. I think. You don't really hear a lot of ghost stories from like the modern no. day. Oh, this old lady in the 1800s <laughs> yeah. made her untimely death. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, there aren't a lot of like some people have claimed that they've heard a woman screaming, but it's not that popular. Like the most popular hauntings in this area is Donnie. The Give it a hundred years. Yep. She'll be super popular. Now, a new bridge was opened in 2017 to replace the old structure. And there haven't been many reports since whether or not this has affected the hauntings. So there haven't really been anything since the new bridge was built. It makes you wonder, like, where do ghosts live? Where do they like, go? What are, yeah, what are they What are they associated with? Like, right? like some of these demons and stuff. They're like, ah, oh, no, I'm not going to stay in the house. I'm just going <laughs> to follow you around, bish. Right. And then some of them are like, no, I only stay in the house. So if you burn <laughs> down the house, we're good. We're good. Or if you go to jail, we're good. Yeah. But, like, some of them are just like, oh, yeah, rebuild the bridge. Yeah, we don't <laughs> exist anymore. You took out the spirit that was holding us through the bridge. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe That's they moved to a new town that had maybe. older bridges. Maybe. They, they only hang around Or maybe bridges. they found an older bridge. Something yeah. older than 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Thank uh, you, engineers, for unhaunting Calgary. <laughs> there we go. And building Woo-hoo. a new bridge. Good job. Uh, so we have one more stop on our tour. Ready for it? Yeah, do we have to drive there, or can we get there? Um, we could probably take car? public transit. Okay, yeah. We can drive, but we're going from Inglewood to the eastern border of Calgary to visit um, Devil's Playground. Oh, this is my stop. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it is uh, your stop, home, yeah. honey. <laughs> so this story is probably the most uncomfortable to learn about, um, but actually the most challenging to verify. So... Located on what used to be the far eastern border of Calgary, there are reports of a ghost of a schoolhouse that may or may not have existed. Uh, There you'll find the 8100 block of 9th Avenue Northeast, and many have claimed to face many spooky paranormal experiences here. Okay. Yep. So one urban legend tells of a tragic fire that consumed the schoolhouse and took the lives of at least three children. Some reports claim it was up to eight children. So, I mean... Cool, probably hearing some ghostly child screams because that's not terrifying. No. Um, another story tells of a nun who taught at this school and was possessed by the devil, causing her to torch the building in a fit of demonic rage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so still, children dying. You can't fire. make this stuff up, no. people. Yeah, I mean, actually, you definitely, can. Definitely, definitely can. Uh, so years later, when crews came to clear the property, they reported that none of their equipment would work, and the entire crew actually fell ill after they visited the site. Okay. I mean, that's probably a coincidence. It's probably like food poisoning from a restaurant or something. But, um, yeah. Okay. Yep. Is this isn't a um, news report. Like, extra, extra. <laughs> they went to the site to do some construction and all of their equipment mysteriously did not work anymore. Everyone felt sick. <laughs> the city sent a wrecking ball to finish the job of destroying the property, but the chain broke, allegedly killing a worker. Allegedly. Allegedly. You can't allegedly kill a worker. It's because like a lot of these stories have been oh. told throughout... Yeah. A lot of these stories might be a little hyperbolized. It's like... Just a little. It's like there is a place I know outside of the city that may have allegedly had a worker die during its construction. It happens. 
Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, Now, many other people have posted their experiences online, claiming to have heard children's laughter coming from the empty lot, seen creepy figures in the rooms of abandoned buildings nearby, and even feeling like they are bursting into flame the minute they step onto the property. See, some of these ghosts are all about like, Oh, I feel so cold when I'm around this this ghost. And this one's like, I'm going to burn you. <laughs> so, like, great spot to visit in the winter. Maybe right, we do maybe. another festival maybe. In, there in the in the cold, <laughs> cold Calgary winter. Maybe. Now, we are going to um, talk about our friend Dory Davidson-Reville again from the Parashorts team. Um, so they visited the site to create the documentary called Devil's Playground, which was actually shown at the Calgary Comic Expo a couple of years ago. There you go. Yep. Um, so they claim to have experienced some creepy stuff at this site, including handprints that would appear on their windows and car doors. <laughs> nope. Uh, finding an old Bible just sitting on a chair that hadn't been there the day before. Nope. <laughs> uh, and dead animals all over the place because apparently people would go there to kill animals and sacrifice. Also, big nope. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, So like I said, nothing's ever really been confirmed. There's lots of different stories about this property. Some say that the schoolhouse burned in a fire back in like the early 1900s. Some say that it was more recent and it was because people were trying to like start a fire there to do like a seance and they burned the place down. Anyways, it's creepy. And I don't want to go there. Side note, uh, <laughs> we have a lot of friends in Calgary. So at us, if yeah. you've ever been there and felt burning sensations or for sure things of that nature. So I have a few honorable mentions of haunted places in Calgary that I just wanted to. We're not going to visit those places, though? No, we're not going to visit them. I mean, maybe. They don't have good wings. They might. We might visit them. There's one that we probably definitely won't visit. Okay, go ahead. Um, so the first one is the Lowheed House, where a phantom couple waltzes across the ballroom. It's a really well-known spot for weddings. Um, it was like a giant mansion that was built back in the like late 1800s um, and was home to a family that hosted like lots of royals, princesses, dukes, duchesses, um, like I said, now a wedding venue. Um, so a lot of people see a phantom couple waltz across the ballroom while is they're it, there. Is that Lougheed? However you say it, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. That one, that one I'm not being L-O-U-G-H-E-E-D. Yeah, I think that's Lougheed. Sure. Um, the next one is the Knox United Church. Ghosts have been seen praying, knitting, and walking through doors and walls. Uh, the organist even recalls feeling their hand being slapped for playing the wrong notes. <laughs> Yep. So, uh, so there's that one. It's her mother. <laughs> the next one is the Rose and Crown Pub. Again, I, I have the been there. Have you? So it's haunted because it actually used to be a funeral home <laughs> and Wait, crematorium. Is there a Rose and Crown here in Edmonton? Um, I don't know if there's one here. I feel like that Rose and Crown Pub is a franchise. I think. Okay, so most of the articles called it the Rose and Crown. There were also a couple that had pictures of a restaurant called the cat and fiddle which i referenced it looked like the same restaurant so i don't know oh, what it okay. is but if any of my calgary friends know please like, yeah, let us. me know um but yeah it used to be a funeral home there is the rouge restaurant i think we drove Ooh, past so it rougey. i think we drove past it one time when we were there uh, but many believe this building is haunted by the previous residents helen cross and her daughter nelly who died in there um and then the last one I have is the grandstand at the Stampede. 
uh, where apparently a worker died during construction and his spirit can be heard walking through the stands. He's just trying to finish his job so that he yeah. can punch out. Yeah. You know? He's like, I just want to get away from this. Maybe someone ate his Stupid blood. country music. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he hates country music. Right. Or someone ate his lunch on the job. Maybe. And he's like, I can't leave until that motherfucker pays. Maybe. Yeah. Anyways, those are all the spots that we were going to... stories. All the spots we're going to check out today in cool. Calgary. Creepy, creepy Calgary. I am going for some wings, so I will see you all later. Did uh, you want to do a speedy recap? or I don't think we're going to do a speedy think, recap on this It was a little one. different, this yeah. one. It was like a cold town, express, Calgary. Cowtown. Cow, cold town. Cowtown. Cold town. Cold garden. Cold garden. Cowtown, cold garden, creepy Calgary tour. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so like you said, it was different this week, but there were just a lot of interesting places that I wanted to cover on this. Uh, so we want to thank you listeners for listening to this episode. If you liked it or if you didn't like it, let us know. You can visit us at Facebook. Better have liked it. <laughs> you can visit us at facebook.com slash spooky stories pod and visit the review tab and leave us a review there. You can let us know on Instagram, instagram.com slash spooky stories pod. You can visit our website, spookypodcast.com. Send us a message through there. And in the meantime, we hope you keep it spooky. Ooh. Well done, Calgary. Very good.